Hey there, and welcome back to the show. Uh, this is Brett, and you're listening to Holistic Health Masterclass Podcast. Um, so after some recent developments, um, we are now in our third lockdown here in Ontario, and that is a province-wide lockdown. And um, in between the time that I recorded this podcast with uh, Jason Kristoff, um, we are now also facing school closures. So they've actually cl- closed all the schools um, here in Ontario. And um, a lot of people have reached out to me. Um, you know, some of you listening to this, you might have personally reached out to me. Um, and people are getting pretty uh, concerned at this point and pretty freaked out about a lot of stuff. And I got a lot of text messages, I got Facebook messages, I got phone calls from people that are genuinely now concerned about where this is all heading and what we can do. And I reached out to Jason very, very impromptu. I just sent him a message and I was like, hey man, can we just get on here? And you know, I figured you're a good guy to talk to um, because you understand about behavior, you understand about behavior modification. And so my intention with this podcast was, you know, yes, we talk a little bit about what's going on, but for I would say more than half of the podcast, um, really talk about how to reclaim your power. Uh, so take back your power, calm down, think rationally, um, and these types of things, because uh, as you're going to hear on the podcast, you know, coming from a place of fear, you know, fear is often justified. Okay, there's one thing, like if you're genuinely scared of something, then that that's okay. But we don't want to be making decisions based from fear. And I think that a lot of people right now were wondering, what do we do, right? What do I do with my kids? Do I leave the country? Do I buy generators? Like, where, where, what are we supposed to do here in the situation that we find ourselves in? And this podcast is very much focused on the physical side of things, right? So um, eliminating uh, toxins and poisons from your diet, right? So stop, um, stop drinking, um, smoking, um, etc. You know, eating junk food, eating lots of sugar, and kind of numbing out the the pain, um, so that you can actually think clearly. All right. So I think that that um, that's kind of the general framework for this particular podcast. But I will just say that I've got two podcasts that are going to be coming up very soon. Um, you know, I know I said a couple of podcasts ago that I was only going to be bringing up the pandemic and COVID again if there were some major revelations, and there have in fact um, been some pretty major revelations. So, uh, one of those podcasts, which I think ties in with this, um, and it's really going to apply to Canadians, but I suspect that it's going to apply to other um, Commonwealth countries as well, is how to reclaim your power from a legal standpoint. And you start getting into looking at things like property rights, right? And your body is your property. Your children are your property. Your assets are your property. So how can we safeguard those things um, with a pending economic collapse, uh, with um, you know businesses staying closed, with people going bankrupt and insolvent, et cetera? Um, how can we protect ourselves from that standpoint? And then also how can we reclaim our sovereignty while still actually living in society? Right. So in other words, um, could we thread the needle where we are not having to run around in loincloths out in the woods, you know, um, looking at the stars every night? I'm sure some of you would love that. um, But for majority of people, that's not what we want. So is there a way that we can actually safeguard and protect ourselves? And and I think that I'm on to something. So I'm going to be bringing on some guests to talk about that. But this particular podcast is more about how to take care of yourself. 
right? So take care of yourself, get your stress levels down, think rationally about what you're doing. And I think my biggest piece of advice to you with all of this is find people who share in your beliefs, right? It's not about being locked in in an echo chamber. Find people that are on your team, find support, right? Reach out to people. I've been reaching out to a lot of people lately. I've been calling people up on the phone. It's good for your mental health. It helps you to anchor and root yourself and to center yourself, um, which ultimately has the ripple effect of you being able to be there in your capacity for your for your your friends, your family, your children, okay? Because I suffer from the same things that you all suffer from. I'm not bulletproof. I'm not immune. And it's very difficult when we get the constant battery of news, 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 which I don't watch, but big announcements like a school closure or a provincial closure or business closures, lockdowns. I mean, these are announcements that we're all we're all faced with, right? And so I also have to check myself. I also have to check how do I respond. Okay. And so that's why I got Jason on was just to say, hey, man, how can I dial it down a couple of notches and not be so react reactive, not be so reactionary, not be so angry about what's going on and um, ultimately be more present and think more clearly so that I can make the right decisions as we move forward. So um, I hope you, you enjoy this episode. Um, you know, again, my intention is to empower you uh, to know that you're not alone in the way that you think about things, um, no matter what side of, of the aisle you're on. Um, but we are certainly in some unprecedented times um, that is requiring us to really level up, to think big. And uh, as I mentioned in this podcast, I do believe that we are in some type of spiritual war. And um, yeah, we have a work cut out for us. So thanks for tuning in and uh, welcome to the show, Jason Christoph. Hey, Jason, welcome back to the show, man. How are you doing? Brett, thanks for having me back. I appreciate the uh, second invitation. Yeah, and you know what? It all came together in like lightning fast speed. Um, you know, I, I, we've just to paint the background for people, depending on when you're listening or watching this, um, you know, we basically got hit with the third um, provincial wide lockdown here in Ontario, um, other places in Canada as well. This literally happened um, about two or three days ago. And I don't know about you, but I got flooded with messages and emails and everything, uh, text messages, the lots of people that are just now really, really panicking um, in terms of what what can we do, you, you know, and people are kind of freaking out a little bit. Um, so that's why I wanted you back on the show, Jason, because I feel like you're a pretty resilient guy. You've got um, a lot of the the mindset tools and that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Have you have you been experiencing something similar in your community? Well, I think there's a gradual increase in pushback and resistance. It's just that, you know, the group that is organizing this attack, and I think more and more people, as time goes on, people are waking up and saying, you know, this doesn't make a lot of sense. And nothing the government's really doing is in line with what we were taught in the government schools regarding government function. They're not representing the people. They're not allowing debate. They're not allowing us to see the data behind their models or behind their dictates. And, you know, we've outsourced our democratic process to unelected health officials. And so everything about the democratic process, freedom, and what we were told Canada stands for is being pushed to the wayside. And what makes a lot of people nervous is they're seeing that 
disintegration of freedom in the most powerful countries in the world. They're seen in the United States and Canada, the UK, New Zealand, Australia. They call those the five eyes nations. And we also see the same crumbling of the democratic process in the European Union. So although people are getting nervous, they have to it's sort of it's like a teach it's a it's a lesson to be learned we were put we were lulled into a, a deep sleep and th there was hints of this all the time so what's happening so the people understand is they're actually going through this rite of passage that's natural for for humans on this planet now we've been putting it off a long time it's a natural rite of passage from child to adult where we put aside the fantasies and we walk into our adult roles in the tribe as strong tribal members and understand that whether we live or we die, we have to bring morality and ethics and rational thought and justice back to our world. We have to put away childlike things. We have to focus on areas that produce benefit for ourselves, our families, our community and our country. And so when, when, when countries or cultures are lulled in into sleep like this, yeah, the, it, there's going to be a very painful awakening as they have to leave their immaturity and their childlike tendencies behind. And this is what's going on. So if anybody's afraid out there, just know it's natural to be afraid. But this sort of reality that is really coming at us full force right now. The truth community has been trying to warn people about this particular uh, group for a very long mm -hmm. time. So everybody's sort of getting dragged into it, whether they're going to like it or not. And we and the, the thing to take away from this, maybe a little caveat of hope, is that the group we're dealing with isn't that powerful. And we know they're not powerful because they have to trick us through behavior modification, psychology and brainwashing and mind control to do to ourselves what they know they could never do, even by bribing every police officer and military infantry in the world. There's just not enough of them. And so you can see that there's weakness inside the group, because if they were really that powerful, they wouldn't have to use the propaganda and the repetitive brainwashing on the TV. They wouldn't have to set up the government schooling to set into us our own sort of hypnosis and trigger words where we, you know, go around. We think we're operating on our own accord, but we're really acting out various hypno programs and then getting triggered to. I mean, this is what hypnosis shows are all about when you hypnotize someone you give them the program, but if you ever gone to a hypnotist show, the guy or girl doesn't cluck like a chicken until they're given the trigger word. And so if this group mm -hmm, is really mm -hmm. as powerful as they appear to be, they wouldn't have to use uh, behavioral psychology to manipulate it. So we're doing this to ourselves. And this is people have to take back their power. Now, um, infantization is where you know, uh, a ruling group really conditions people to act and behave like infants. And this is where the fear is coming along. We, we have to go out and take back our power as adults and say, I have a right to breathe clean air. 
regardless of what anybody else says. We have to really get the logic and the rational analysis of what's going on. We really have to push that to the forefront because no one in the world has the right to really tell you anything. Like, I can't come up to you and take half the money out of your wallet and tell you I'm representing you. You would laugh at me. You'd punch me in the face. So I, as an individual, don't have a right to take your money, tell you to wear a mask, tell you to stay at your house, tell you to close a business. So how is it that two people can get together if one person can't? How can two, three, four, five people of political party come together and say, I'm going to acquire rights as a group that individuals don't have. Well, it's, it's purely, it, it's, it's based mm-hmm. on fantasy and superstition. That's a government is, as Larkin Rose's book uh, pointed out, government is the most dangerous superstition and religious sort of uh, deity that we have today. So not only do we have to mature and lion up and adult up and level up And, you know, we have to grow up into our full adult selves. Shopping at the mall is not important anymore. Acquiring wealth isn't important anymore. Mm -hmm. Freedom is important. Having enough food. And the group we're dealing with, I know we we don't want to focus too much on, you know, the problems. But this group um, that they're very famous throughout history and you know, they wear various different disguises. And what they're trying to do right now is is an old trick that they mastered in the third world, world countries, where they would come into a country under altruistic spirits or riding an altruistic white horse and say, we're going to loan you some money from the world banks. Now, the world banks are the entities that loan money to TD or the Bank of Nova Scotia, you know, This is the Mm -hmm. banks that give Mm -hmm. us our money have to get it from somewhere else. And these are the world banks and the world banks would go into third world nations and say, look, we're going to uh, give you some money for infrastructure and the world banks. What do they need to do to earn that money? Well, if I borrowed 50 bucks from you for me to pay it back, I have to work. So there's actual physical labor for me to pay you back because you earned it, too. And that, you know, it's labor. It's actually our life force in paper form. And when these world banks go into third world nations, and this is the biggest trick in the world, they don't work for their money. They print it. And then they just, 3% of the world's wealth is in cash form. 97% is in digital numbers on screens. So they've just had this monopoly Hmm. on screen technology where they say, I'm going to Give, give, give them literally magic. It's literally an ancient form of magic. And then the people scramble to work, like the magic is turned into labor to repay the loan. And then maybe the interest rate goes up and, and the third world country can't repay the debt. So these banks, which set this sort of you know, con job up, say, you, it's okay, we're going to do third, uh, you know, third, We're going to do payment relief or debt relief, but we're going to need your power dam. We're going to need your fighter jets. We're going to need your roads. We're going to need your banks. Hmm. So that's how you turn imaginary numbers on a screen into a hard asset. It's an act of magic. And it always has been known as an act of magic throughout ancient history. So what we're seeing today with 
the lockdowns, the lockdowns and the, you know, this supposed pandemic that we're having, it's all about loans. It's a financial based attack. So the lockdowns and the pandemic and the spending is where this is all going. They're trying to mount the debt on every country, the five eyes nations and all the European Union countries. They're trying to manufacture a debt that's unpayable. And then they're going to do like they've done everywhere else. They're going to come in and say, my house I live in, Brett's worth a million dollars. And they're going to say, um, well, they're going to pay all the world leaders in about two years, Justin Trudeau, Boris Johnson, Joe Biden, probably be Camilla Harris by then, uh, Jacin Arden, uh, Scott Morrison, Bojo the Clown over in UK. And they're going to, they've already bribed them. And they've said, look, in two years, this is the script you're going to read. They're going to say, they're going to all mosey up to the mic at the same time and say, we saved you from COVID. We are the heroes. You're safe and alive because of us. It, you know, ripped through our communities and it wasn't for the government. You would have all perished. But there's an unfortunate consequence. We are out of money. The entire mm-hmm. country has been bankrupt. And then the economic forum and let, you know, tied to the IMF and all the world banks led by Klaus Schwab, and his group of mental defectives over at the World Economic Forum uh, will basically (laughs) try this trick and say, well, it's just like any other repossession. If you're bankrupt, if you're bankrupt, we will take your house, your car, your assets. And and this is what they're going to do. I don't care if you have a million dollar house, a $200,000 house, a $10 million house. They're coming for it all. And this is their plan. And and this is the communist Bolshevik manifesto, which can be traced back to also Zionism, that there has an abolishment of private property. So they want, and someone's like, oh, what about my stock portfolio at the CIBC? And I'm like, no, they're going to take that too. They're going to take your cash. They're going to take your car. They're Mm going to take Mm -hmm. your house. It doesn't matter if you have no no money. You probably won't notice a difference. But if you've saved anything anywhere, your furniture, that is chattel on the loans that each country are drawing against. And they they don't need the money because the the, the pandemic is a statistical overreaction to something that is only – regular deaths at regular rates and regular populations. So as long as people understand what's really going on, that this is a financial attack with communist origins, and communism is just a fancy word that just means the rulers get richer and they just redecorate the word at different points in history. They're trying to steal everything that you've ever worked for in your entire life and then they're, they're going to, that's why Klaus Schwab means in 2030, you will own nothing and be happy. And he'll be really happy because he'll own everything and you'll own nothing. You'll be happy, but he'll be happier. <laughs> and, and that's what people have to understand. Yeah, that's yeah. what they're up against. They're up against the complete thieving of absolutely everything they've ever saved and ever worked for in their entire lives. 
Yeah. Well, and I think it's important for people to realize that I, I think I read this stat the other day, which um, is something along the lines of the what was it like 25 percent of the debt ever acquired by the U.S. has happened in the last year. You, so, something crazy like that. Yeah. It is. And and the debt, and you can see, I mean, they've got the green light. I mean, the, the bankers, which, you know, took over, I mean, Canada didn't put up too much of a fight. I mean, the, the Bank of Canada is owned privately. The Federal Reserve in the United States is owned privately. And they've told the governing, governing officials, spend, give like when I close my businesses, I'm getting 10,000, 20,000, 70% of my wages paid for by my, uh, you know, by the government. And they, they have rent subsidies and, and just grants. Here you go. Here you go. And everybody is getting lulled into this, you know, lulled into sleep because what's happened, that this is what's happening. They're willingly, of course, whatever money you're getting, they know they're just going to recapture it. And even if you put it into Bitcoin or you put it into stocks or you put it into gold and silver, they're going to cut. That's why they're giving it with such ferocity, because they're like, we're just going to take it back later. So you and you can put it under your mattress. But when we make uh, uh, um, you know, money, cash illegal, you'll bring it out of your mattress and put it into our bank and we'll take it then. And, and th- th- this is the complexity of the mousetrap that we're up against. So if we can be courageous and brave enough to understand that they're trying to pull the old Bolsh- old Bolshevik trick on us, where it's, it's going to get bad if we keep thinking that the government is our friend. And we, we do have 12 years of government indoctrination where we've been taught through repetitive behavioral psychology manipulation that when the government speaks, we're supposed to take a knee. And that when the government speaks, we're supposed to capitulate and react. And the government would never do that. The government's out for our best interest. And that's the power of hypnosis, is we have to break the hypnosis. And that's the solution we can maybe focus on. We have to understand how hypnosis works in order to back out of it and rehypnotize ourselves so that we have different trigger words, trigger symbols, trigger messages that we set into ourselves. Like the medical system is not there to make you healthy. You cannot inject health into mm-hmm, sick people mm-hmm. with poisons, don't less. We have to rehypnotize and reprogram and rebrainwash ourselves so that we don't fall as easily. And we realize we're going to have to get off our couches. No one is going to do this for us. No, and and that's exactly it. I mean, um, and and I I want to segue into a lot of that stuff, but I think that um, for a lot of people, the, the challenge here, you know, people that listen to this show that are tapped into what we're talking about, I think we all know these things, right? So you and I know this, but I think that the big challenge here is, how do we have these conversations with our friends, our families, our coworkers, the masses who are still under this hypnotic spell? Because, you know, we spoke about this last time I had you on the show. It's, it's like trying to, trying to go against the herd, trying to go um, step outside of that. It's, it seems like it's getting harder and harder because 
again, the media propaganda, the messaging, the repetitive messaging, all of that stuff is just getting amped up like to a whole new level now where most people are still under the impression that uh, the vaccine is going to come and save us all and that once they get the shot, life is just going to go back to what it was two years ago and we can all just carry on, right? And and you and I both know that that's just not the case. I mean, it's it's not going to go back to normal. There is no old normal. Like we are moving rapid styles into a completely different reality here. And uh, again, for those of you, um, you know, you can go back and check out. I forget which episode it was, ninety nine or something. The episode I did with Guy Crittenden. Um, we kind of laid out the whole backstory there over a couple hours. So I'm not going to get it get into it here. But how do we have these conversations, Jason, with 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 people that we don't agree with or that just are completely polar opposite to where we're at in this whole journey? Well, I don't know if you want to waste your energy on people that might be so uh, infantile that they can't put any of this together. I don't know if your energy, if that's the best place to put your energy. I don't think it works. I don't think uh, an awakening can be, you know, manifested from external sources. I think it has to be from mm-hmm. inside. I think the pain of the ignorance and the pain of uh, the programming that the media and movies and government have instilled into them, the pain has to take hold. The pain teacher has to deliver the message to that person. And a lot of people are. Uh, falling by the wayside because they're not willing to listen to the pain teacher because the illusion is so warm and fuzzy. You have so many people running headlong into it. So I, I just tell people, look, you don't have all the energy in the world. You can't save the world by yourself. You don't have that, you know, put your mm-hmm. best foot forward, but focus on people that want solutions, that want to listen to what's really going on. As for the person who's waiting patient, like who's under hypnosis and waiting patiently six feet apart for a vaccine that is killing and crippling and has no uh, efficacy. I mean, it has the, the vaccines that are out now by all four or five, uh, might be six now, vaccine makers. They don't promise immunity to COVID even if you believe COVID exists, like if you believe the narrative, they openly uh, admit that the the COVID vaccine will not uh, reduce, you know, may reduce your symptoms, but the actual chance. Yeah. So why are you going to do that? I don't know if you're going to change that person's mind. I mean, I just got an email this morning. There was um, a, uh, someone on primetime US TV, uh, um, someone from the black community, she wanted to show her her loyalty and try to lead the black community into the vaccination drive. High profile, she took the vaccine about two weeks ago, died this morning. So, and she well, was only 42. Yeah. And so if any, I don't know if you're going to convince someone who thinks that the government is there to help them, that their vote counts, that the news tells them the truth. You don't have that kind of time. The pain teacher will come for that person eventually. And if they still push back the pain teacher like this poor lady did, yeah, we have to be adults and know we're going to see death. And this isn't a a Mickey Mouse fantasy. We're going to see people we know perish. And we're adults. We can handle that. 
everybody dies. I'm going to die. You're going to die. And the more we ignore that, that fact, and the more we're so afraid of death that we think we have to run out and save, you can't save these people. But it does, it does hark back to the power of the hypnosis. So that's where the program is inserted into the subconscious mind. And then the trigger mm -hmm. words, it really harks back to how dangerous the TV is and how dangerous the movie the movies are because the only reason people are reacting like this brett yeah. is because the fat the past 30 years there's been over 200 virus vaccine zombie movies that have has laid the programming in a dormant way into the subconscious and like every hypnotist show you need the trigger word so the trigger word was just yeah pushed yeah. out tsunami style uh, in March 2020. And people um, did what all people under hypnosis do. They react to the programming uh, that the trigger word was attached to. How do we break out of that? And I guess let's shift our focus then, you know, forget about the people that, that are not, um, that haven't kind of come around to what's going on. Let's, you know, let's focus on the people that do know what's going on and they can kind of see where this is all going. And they're going, holy smokes, like, what do I do? Right? Like, how do I, not even how do I stop this, but how do I manage myself? Like, how do I, how do I settle down? How do I, you know, I've had a lot of people that have contacted me that are experiencing some pretty serious mental health issues right now, where, you know, they're just going, do I need to buy generators? Do I need to sell my house? Do I need to leave the country? Do I like, what about my kids? Do I take them out of school? And so I think that there's just this mass panic in our space of people that are well aware of what's happening, but they just have no idea how to move forward. I think, I think a good way to answer that is understand if you're always in fear, you'll probably make the wrong decision. So the whole idea is, yeah, you might have to leave the country. I mean, to go to Mexico, there's an $85,000 um, level to hit for investment in the country to get your permanent residency, which means a Canadian can go live there, never come back, and also work in Mexico. Uh, Nicaragua mm. is 35000 Panama is 7000 Yeah, you might have to escape, but okay. do you really have to go? Well, if you want to make the decision yeah. in a very clear way, you have to be calm simply because of the way the brain complex is built. When you're in fear, you're of the lowest IQ. You have a childlike state. You're not judging the long-term consequences of your actions. Like you do not want to make life-changing decisions when you're in fear. And let's also understand that the fear is coming from the TV and the movie screens and even from maybe podcasts. <laughs> like we're doing, or maybe it could be, it could be from my <laughs> Facebook page. But I tell people, look, you got to calm down first and then assess the situation simply because of the way the brain chemistry operates. You have to make rational decisions out of the prefrontal cortex, which is the highest IQ center of the mind. And when you're in fear, the prefrontal cortex is shut down. Saying that, coffee permanently deactivates the prefrontal cortex. So does alcohol. So does sitting next to a Wi-Fi router. So does wireless internet. So does, and that, this is part of the attack. So this is the uncovering of the attack is that they've poisoned you as a precursor, a pre-attack to prime you so that you're always in this limbic fight or flight reaction to life. 
So yeah, maybe you might have to leave. You might have to get a generator. You might have to sell your house and go to the country. But don't make those uh, decisions when you're completely ripped up in a fear-based state and these molecules of emotion, the molecules of Mm. fear emotion, are ripping through your bloodstream because you're probably going to overreact in one direction. It's like a boxer. They say, look, just move six inches to either side. Don't give me 12. It's too much. You know, when you're when you're missing punches in boxing, mm-hmm. you only mm-hmm. slip six inches. Don't overreact. You know, don't move your hands too much. So we, that's what we really have to do is, yeah, we could, we might have to take radical sort of approaches to what's really happening right now, because we could be Cuba in two years where you can't leave and there's no money flowing. And I've seen videos of Cuba over mm. the past year where you got to wait an hour in line to get gas. And the government has taken full control of the mm. uh, the food supply. It could be like that. So, yeah, and a lot of people are so ingrained in their habits that they, they can't react either. Like they, they're used to their coffee. They go to work. They come home. They drink wine. They watch TV. They rake the lawn. They rake the leaves. And a lot of people can't break out of that the safety and the security of the routine, but that's sort of an infantile way of living. Like if your life and your well-being and your family and your children's life may be threatened over the next two to three years because you're stuck in a familiar cycle that you kind of addicted to the safety and security of the cycle, but you're not thinking long-term, yet that's sort of a child-based way of interfacing with the world. And what we do need, calm down, turn off Doug Ford, because he's having his uh, speeches, because I'm I'm well-versed in behavioral psychology, and his speeches are definitely uh, made by behavioral specialists that are are fine-tuned in the art of mental manipulation. He uses uh, death imagery, like you might as well jump off a bridge and hang yourself, He's staring down the barrel of a gun. He's, these are imageries that drive mm. the fear and drive the fear. And they're handwritten. I mean, Doug Ford, you know, he couldn't run a corner store, let, a, let, let, a, let alone a whole province. So <laughs> he's getting fed his, his own, uh, all his speeches in the same way that all the leaders have been bribed and given all their speeches to literally try to keep people in that infantile state. I'll do anything I can to save a life. And I'm like, well, oh, the vaccine has killed this many people at this senior citizen. So I'm like, not, th- not, not those lives, the other lives. <laughs> and so every time he yeah. speaks, you'll see this powerful, authoritative, and it's meant to sit us back in our seat like we're school children, when we really should be standing up out of our little desks and saying, you know what, Doug? you're a bullshitter and we're adults and we have Mm. the power. You might be in charge, but you're in charge because we funnel the power to you. And you notice they're all electrical terms because the people running the PSYOP know that this is an electrical based universe and we can easily take away our power from Doug Ford or Justin Trudeau, keep it for ourselves. Now our power is generated internally through Basically, 
various mechanisms that have us to do with absorbing sunlight through food or from the real sunlight outside. And we can generate the power inside ourselves and use it like white magicians in our own lives. And this is why they've told us to have coffee and alcohol and junk food and take out and take away and processed food. And they've been poisonous for so long, Brent, that we don't even have the power to man the controls in our own life. So when people want to just start this journey, start understanding that you got to stop you got to stop using your mouth as a garbage compactor <laughs> and in order to do that you have to reprogram yourself you can't label food that kills you and your kids prematurely as a treat or a reward on a friday night i mean just just start with some basic stuff coffee is on every corner cuz it's there to destroy you Bill Gates and his dad uh, rescued Starbucks from bankruptcy. And that's why there's a Starbucks on every corner, because coffee activates the limbic system, puts you in fear, you know, activates the child IQ, has you not. You can't be the strong human lion when the poisons are ripping through you, ripping through your bloodstream. A very important healer told me once, Brett, you cannot beat the system when the system runs through your veins. Mm, mm, Powerful. And people really have to understand that these are the very simple solutions that, that the public are missing is that we decide what happens to us. You don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to social distance. You do have to have the strength to push back. But if you're medicated, caffeinated, nicotine through your system, sugarized, you don't like, you just don't feel like you can make it through the day when everybody even gives you like the golden pass. So how are you going to have a little bit of a verbal battle with this Karen, you know, under the hypno control at the grocery store? You got to say, you know what, Karen, you can go, uh, you go pound salt. I'm not, I'm not a slave. But if you don't have the power, like if you don't have the energy and you're just so weakened down, which they had to do before they rolled this out, you really don't, you, you, you're not going to do it. You don't have the battery. You don't have the energy levels. So try to cultivate. Turn off the TV. Stop watching movies. Stop watching Netflix. It's all fear-based garbage. Read the book, How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy by Paul Check. It's a Bible of how to grow and manifest the energy inside your own body as a full electrical circuit so you can get out and build your best life with your own two hands in your own mind. And just know that, yeah, we're under attack. But if you are under attack and you do have to make these decisions, you know, do it from a place of strength, do it from a place of logic, do it from a place of love. And if it goes in the crapper, it goes in the crapper. Don't ever be afraid of having to fight to the death. Yeah. Well, you know, um, and it's it's interesting you say these things, and I appreciate that so much because, you know, in reflecting on, on myself over the last while, you know, I've definitely noticed in in my own self these patterns of, of you know, 
cycles like this, right? Where you're feeling good, you're feeling okay, like we got this, we got this. And then it's like, oh my gosh, like poof, the next thing happens. And then you kind of have a moment where it's like, shit, things are falling apart here. I'm not feeling good all of a sudden. I'm angry. I'm scared. And then it's like, great, now we're just hit, we're going to hit the next cycle. And okay, good, good. We got this. And I think what I've come to kind of um, realize for myself and the question that I've asked myself is, is what kind of what kind of person do I need to become in order to transcend this? Because as a person, just like yourself, you know, you work with people. I work with with very sick people in a clinical setting. And I came to the realization years ago that you, you need to not only be strong enough for yourself, you need to be strong enough for other people as well in that setting, right? But the main thing is you need to be strong enough for yourself first and foremost. And I think that um, – so I 100% on the same page as you with that um, – and and I think that a lot of people have a difficult time with that. Like, you know, the whole reclamation of power. Like, how do how do I really take my power back? How do I do that? You know, because I think that what a lot of people are in now is we're in this David and Goliath type of situation. You know, that, that's the perception anyway, is it's, you know, Goliath is out there. I'm little David. Um, I've actually had good friends of mine say to me, you know, well, what can I do by myself? Like, I'm just one person. Like, I can't do anything. Like, I'm not going to be able to stand up to that and make a change. And And I keep thinking to myself, I'm like, well, you know, if it's going to go down, like, I want to know that I was on the right side of history. I want to know that I made the right decisions as best as I could. I want to know that I was of sound mind, that I was strong, that I was fearless in in going down. And not only that, I want to I want to know that. Um, and I think this is another thing we can talk about is is connecting with the right people. You know, so 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 as much as we we are, you know, as you've said before many times, like we are a herd, like we are group, we have a group mentality. That's human beings. But I think what a lot of people are doing is they're finding themselves very much isolated where, you know, yeah, we can, you know, like social media, sure, we're all getting corralled into echo chambers and whatnot. But I think in the physical world, a lot of people are finding themselves completely isolated and cut off. And so, you know, you can feel very much empowered by connecting with people online. Um, You know, you know what's going on, you're aware of what's going on. But when it comes down to the rubber hitting the road, um, all of a sudden, that's where the sticking point is. And I think it's leaving people quite hopeless, uh, in, in a sense. Yeah, people can feel hopeless. And, you know, we are in a situation where we're fighting systems. We're fighting a a weak group, but very strong systems. And the individual does have power, though, Brett, by rejecting. It's an energetic war. And when we we've lived in a system so long where the powers and the institutions treat us like garbage, they hate yeah. us. <laughs> the yeah. institutions yeah. and the people who rule us hate us. Now, there's there's an unfortunate side effect to that, is that it's it's like like a fish. If you ask the fish, "Hey, what what's water?" and the fish says, "I don't know. What is water?" and like, "Well, you're swimming in it." And the fish says, "I, I still don't <laughs> understand because it's all around us." So we've lived in these yeah. situations. I mean, religion calls us, oh, "You're born a sinner." And then uh, biology says, oh, you're just a random happenstance flying through a rock, flying on a rock through space. You got no real reason to be here. Medicine says, hey, Brett, you're genetically faulty. Um, The best you can do is take these poisons and fumble into the early grave and thank God for us. Thank God for us. So 
we've mm-hmm. been disempowered so long. So all the rules and policies and the way we're governed, they're based on hatred of us. And when we grow up in these systems and then we walk home by ourselves, we're in the bathroom by ourselves, we're in the kitchen by ourselves, the system we think isn't there, but it is. And that's why we attack ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're hating Mm -hmm. ourselves because we swim in this program. We drink coffee. We there's the soul knows it's poison. The soul knows alcohol is poison. I mean, medication, when someone wants to commit suicide in a movie, they don't go to the crisper in the fridge and eat four heads of organic cauliflower. They go to the medicine cabinet. And someone knows <laughs> if they take the whole bottle of medication, yeah, yeah. they'll die and they'll say, two, two uh, pills uh, every day will make me healthy. We we're living out the hatred of the system in our own lives. And this is where the power can be taken back. You don't have to go to Doug Ford's house and do something to his property. Why don't you just exit the system of hatred toward the average human being and know that you're, it's inside you and start looking in the mirror at what you do to yourself. Forget about... Jason Kristoff, and just take a week and say, how am I treating myself? Am I infected with this mind virus where the people who rule us definitely don't like us? They'd rather remove us any way they can. And again, their, their power is they trick us to do it to ourselves. So are you capitulating to that program? Are you skipping breakfast? You're having a cup of coffee for breakfast and where's your self-love and if you inter- interviewed a hundred people and you interviewed them and said uh, do you love yourself and they'll be like absolutely and i'll tell you a, a good rule so that you can understand if you really do love yourself it's called the four-year-old rule if you wouldn't do it to a four-year-old but you're doing it to yourself you don't love yourself now would you send a four-year-old to school with a, only giving them a half cup of coffee? Would you, sm- would you give yeah. a four-year-old a cigarette to smoke at recess during the break? No, you wouldn't, because anybody would see you doing that and say, hey, Brett, you don't like that kid. That's really dangerous what you're doing. But people do it to themselves because they're under this hypno-programming, mind control and trigger words and trigger phrases and trigger symbology. They're swimming in the self, the human hatred that is dumped on us from on top of the ruling pyramid. So if you want to take your power back, stop attacking yourself. Start loving yourself using the four-year-old rule. Have a real breakfast. Would you allow a four-year-old to stay up to one o'clock in the morning watching Netflix, uh, three actors stabbing each other to death? Why not? because it's stupid. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. a waste Mm -hmm. of time. You're programming yourself to be violent. And you know, if the, if the kid would watch all those movies, they would have a very dangerous outcome long-term and the same dangerous outcome is living in most people today. So if we were just push back all the poisons that are piled onto us out of the conventional systems of control, that's when the power that's literally in the ether outside ourselves comes back into our body and electrifies us like a 
like a superhero in our own life. And again, if you want to know how to electrify your energetic field so you have the strength to push back on these ugly, dark, and rotting systems, read the book, How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy by Paul Check. Check is C-H-E-K. So you don't have to do anything but literally check your own behavior. Um, I almost feel in a sense that, and I know other people have said this, I feel like we're in um, almost like a spiritual war in a sense where, um, and, and, you know, when I think about, we, we can talk about, um, universal consciousness versus individual consciousness. Right. And obviously like we are just microcosms of the macrocosm. Um, so, so, you know, and, and I bring it up because what you're saying is really, um, and I know it sounds very cliched, but like if you, what you want to see in the world, you know, you need to become that in a sense. And so what I'm hearing is, you know, that if we all can, can take back our power through some of the methods that you've just mentioned, but reclaiming our power, taking back our power, um, you know, being crystal clear in our thoughts, our actions, our intentions, and all of that as a collective rising up, um, you know, it only takes one match to light up the dark cave, right? Um, it, it doesn't take much. And so, so I'm hoping that that, um, you know, for those of you listening and watching, I'm, I'm hoping that that's going to um, at, at least give you some hope and inspiration, you know, you know in, in these times. Um, but, you know, you and I off air were chatting a little bit about that, the soul and, and that sort of thing. So, I, and I, I appreciate your insights on that, Jason. So I'm going to hand the mic back over to you. Yeah. And another thing we have to, it is a spiritual war and we've, we've been taught a lot of the physical properties of the sun and the sunlight. We know it lights up our world. It grows the plants. It, if you let it out, you know, if you're out there too long, it'll burn you. If you, if you don't get enough, you, you'll be sick. We've studied a lot of the sunlight a lot of people don't understand that we share the world with darkness. They say that half the world is in darkness half the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. there's yeah, yeah. a lot of people don't understand that the dark has similar properties and similar measurable properties compared to the light. And the, the sun's alive, but people don't know the darkness is also alive. And this is something they might not want to think about. Mm -hmm. But this sort of intrusion of the darkness through humans that seem to have a little bit more darkness, maybe turned away from the light a little bit, you can see that they're all sort of pushed into the positions of power. They're absent of the light. They're absent of the goodness. They're absent of the growth. So it is a spiritual war. And for people to regain their power as well, they have to understand that they have to look out into reality. They can't look into the virtual reality of the screen. And that's why the phonetic soul is equal to the, the word we use for soul of the feet. You put your feet on the earth, mm -hmm. find security there. And then if you want to find your soul, it's, it's the, you know, some people associate it with a spiritual entity that floats around. If you want to reconnect with yeah, your soul, yeah. you got to reconnect with the truth. And the truth is when you, you stand on the ground, you can reconnect with your soul because you're going to just view the world as it is. And then the way the subconscious mind works, you're downloading the lessons of God through the eyes only because 
all the mechanisms and equations and operations of God is in nature. So when you stand on your soul, stand on the earth, and you only look at what God lights up, you're getting programmed by God. And today, they hmm. even the word soul derives from soleil, which is French for the sun. And that's when we can get programmed by God is during the day where everything comes in through our eyes. But the people, the dark groups that are involved in this sort of takeover, they want us to look into the fake soleil, the screen. And they call it a screen mm, because mm. a screenshot in hockey is when, you know, someone on the other team gets in front, in front of the goalie and obscures their view of reality. A screen door is something that sits between on the door frame. You can't see through it perfectly. It obscures your view. That's why they call this a screen, because it obscures your view of reality. So if you want to come into contact with your soul, feet on the ground, look out into God's world, get programmed by nature. And the people who rule us have figured this out, saying, yeah, we're going to have a war on God. We are going to invent the fake soleil, a fake soul, the fake light. And we're going to program them in our way through the screen with fear, killing, debauchery, mm. unethical conduct. And if you understand the way the subconscious mind works, it is programmed. Whatever we see, we mimic. Whatever we see, we mirror. Whatever we see, we'll, we'll uh, emulate. And they're literally, through repetitive screen technology, they're fake soleil. They're programming us to be card-carrying members of their cult. And people don't even mm -hmm. realize that they are swimming in a fake light, a fake soleil of negative imagery that makes us and programs us to be as evil as they are as evil as yeah. they are yeah so, wow. so we really wow. it is a spiritual war yeah and just you know i mean just so profound um in a sense and i think it's actually probably a good note to just wrap up on you know i i and and my intention again in pulling this together like total off the cuff just conversation is really just to give people some hope here to give people some things to think about um but just to kind of dial things down a little bit, right? Just to get back to rational thinking, get back, get, just stepping out of that fear, and um, and I, th I think the, the the probably the biggest statement that I'll kind of wrap up on here is reclaiming your power, um, because I feel like so many people out there, we're just we're, our power is just bleeding out of us like every single day, and um, the only way that we're going to get through this is reclaiming our power, connecting with other people, um, with you know in your community, um, and just just pushing forward like that you, you know that that that's really it so thanks so much for um for hanging out with me today jason you're welcome brett and make sure people realize that great scene from the matrix when neo got up off the ground and the um mr smith and his two members fired about uh, 20 rounds at him the most powerful word in the universe is with your hand up and you say no and that's where you develop an immune barrier. Your immune system, the most important part of the immune system, is your mind and your ability to figure out what you want to absorb into your field and what you want to leave out. So when people are getting 
told to lock down, not breathe their own air, hand up, no, I'm not complying. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Jason. And uh, thanks for everyone um, watching this, listening to this. Um, you know what to do. You know, spread the word, um, subscribe, review, do whatever you got to do. And um, yeah, stay strong. Stay strong out there. Okay. Thanks for tuning in.